This is a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I am a graduate of that program, not a student, and if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. So I want to mention that I am a graduate with a uh, master's degree and a 3.6 GPA, not that that means much of anything, and I'm trained in data journalism as well as After Effects, Premiere Pro. I'm really into uh, the creative end of working with media. Now, this project is about halfway through. It is a grant. I am not sure what the future holds for Decoding Fox News. It might get picked up by another media company. It might become self-funded. I might get another grant. I have no idea. It's a difficult industry, uh, very competitive and kind of contracting. Media is contracting. News is contracting as an industry, which is unfortunate. One of the growth areas, though, is podcasts, which is part of the reason why I wanted to add that uh, to this project. It was my idea to go with a podcast in addition to the newsletter. So just wanted to put that out there because I know some people in the media listen to the podcast and um, consume the newsletter and all that kind of fun stuff. And I thank you so much for supporting this project. It is shoestring budget. It's very, very tiny. I am a army of one over here doing absolutely everything by myself, including mixing, editing, <laughs> uh, all my video clips, all my, my podcast, everything. So I get some moral support from my cats, uh, Odin and Thor. So we'll get right into it. Monday, oh my goodness, we all lost our minds. So I was in the middle of um, finishing up the newsletter podcast for the week, which is always quite the endeavor. It takes a lot of work, a lot of energy to condense all of those clips and all that media and all those ideas and thoughts and everything into something consumable for one day, for one, one week. So I was in the middle of it when <laughs> uh, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and I debated what I should do. Should I stop what I'm doing and try to finish up the newsletter podcast later? Should I just say, you know what, I'm just going to finish this? Uh, I didn't really know what to do when I figured, well, I'm just going to be getting secondhand uh, information anyway, and I thought it was better to just finish my deadline, hit it, and then try to desperately catch up. Um, because there's other accounts that clip Fox. Uh, Aaron Rupar's one, he's great. Uh, there's another account called Akrin. I'm probably gonna mispronounce his name. He does a great job, they both do a great job. And the thing is, is they have a better setup so they can get clips pretty much as soon as they air. Well, for me, that's difficult. Because I don't really have the best software. I don't really have the best setup. It's a very shoestring over here. It's like a laptop in a dream. So they can get their stuff out a lot faster. And that's fine. I don't try to compete. I figure we're all on the same team. We're all fighting against Fox News. So I knew that they would get clips as soon as they came out on Twitter. And people would see them and react. So I figured, well, I'll do my own thing. I'll make compilations. And I decided I'm going to do a deep dive into primetime on Fox News. Starting from the five going all the way to the Ingram angle. I went ahead and collected Gutfeld, and then I'm like, why bother? It's not really a news show. I didn't touch it. So I started with a five because I wasn't sure exactly when 
the news of the raid came down and I didn't really trust if Fox would have it correct or not. And I just said, you know what? I have to cover the five anyways, cover the five. So I went through and captured these two computers every single show. And then I processed them, took out all the commercials. And then pretty much mostly yesterday, I just went marathon through show after show after show, collecting clips when they would repeat themselves, when they would say the same themes. I posted some of these clips to Twitter. And I, I decided not to do like a big formal headline or lead because it's very obvious what I'm doing with this one. And um, those are much more valuable when I do a normal newsletter to sort of draw you in. But this is like, I'm going to just cover the whole night. Um, so the first show that included it wasn't The Five. It was the show called Special Report with Brett Baer, which comes on at 6 p.m. And he had a substitute host, Mike Emanuel. Now, it was a totally normal show. Special Report is more of a normal news, uh, classic news program. So at 6.57 is when they cut in with breaking news. And this was a shocker. President Donald Trump says his home at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida is, as he describes it, currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Um, we don't have many details from the FBI itself, uh, itself but uh, bottom line, the president, former president, 45th president of the United States, says his home is being raided by the FBI. Let's get your reaction. Go around the home. Okay, let me paint. So let me paint a picture. This was especially amusing because at the time there was a panel, like virtual, they were like zooming in. So you had three faces, three reporters, Jeff Mason of Axios, Hugh Hewitt, who's a radio host, and Josh Kushar of Reuters. So Mike Emanuel doesn't really know what to do. So he just says, hey, you know, weigh in guys. And the best quote is the next one, uh, Hugh Hewitt, literally repeated exactly what he had just said about the Inflation Reduction Act. And he he was the first hint of this. The This is going to somehow lead to like a menacing IRS. But he basically said almost the exact same statement. And then my favorite was uh, from Josh Kusher of Reuters. And he basically just summed it up. And the, the looks on their faces was just abject shock. Nobody knew what to say. Nobody got excited. Nobody was panicked. It was just, what? So this is what he said. So the biggest threat to his political future, a possible 2024 presidential campaign, could be coming from Merrick Garland. And maybe it's, it looks like it may be coming very soon. That's an excerpt from a longer quote where he talked about how Trump, his base was still very excited about him and the rallies were still going well for him, but he might be facing all these legal problems. And that was the part that I pulled. So that was the first start of this. And then we go into Jesse Waters, which is at 7 p.m. Jesse Waters had a total of 55 minutes of airtime, which normally with commercials, uh, a Fox primetime show is about 40 minutes. So they had two short commercial breaks that were much shorter than normal. And they seemed to be more for the sake of the crew <laughs> of the primetime with Jesse Waters. So Jesse Waters visibly looked freaked out and he starts with the scripted uh segment that he'd already planned and it was a stupid goofy segment about paul pelosi jr the son of speaker nancy pelosi and he was basically trying to make 
Paul Pelosi Jr., Hunter Biden 2.0. So even though there's no sex tapes, there's no crack smoking, there's no laptop from hell, but he was trying to, to play off that somehow Paul Pelosi Jr. was uh, using his mother's influence to get all this money and everything was scandal, scandal, scandal. But he didn't really show anything in the segment that would prove that. And this went on for 11 minutes, including a guest. And then he finally was like, oh, breaking news. And I thought that was funny because anybody, people who watch Fox tend to watch it for hours straight. They don't turn it off. So I thought that was very humorous because I'm like, wait a second. If anybody had just watched Special Report, they would know that the news already broke. (laughs) Or if they owned a phone that was lighting up on them or used the Internet or were on Twitter. So that was humorous. But... I'm betting that Waters did that to, uh, you know, get his staff on board. Like, they were probably completely freaking out. This broke three minutes before his airtime. So, you know, they were probably calling guests and, like, trying to figure out what to do and, like, moving people around and, like, okay, scrap that, scrap that, scrap that. And it was just complete panic. So uh, Waters started with the official statement by President Trump where he started with, these are dark times for our nation. And that was a graphic they showed on the screen. And then the second guest was Dana Loesch. And Dana Loesch was a perfect person to have because it's she's a radio host. You can A radio host can talk about anything for any length of time. <laughs> if they're good at radio, they can ramble on. I was an MC before. Uh, I used to MC live shows. And that was a skill I was very proud of. I'm like, if you need someone to ramble... For a good 20 minutes on stage about any topic, call this one. Okay, so I'm making fun of myself. But no, Dana Loesch was very uh, good at handling this sort of complete ridiculous situation. And she kept bringing up a theme that would be repeated in all the other primetime shows, which is, what about her emails, Hillary Clinton? And what about this train wreck, Hunter Biden? He's doing criminal activity on camera and nobody cares. So she just kept hitting both of them pretty hard. The most entertaining guest on Waters, however, was Dan Bongino. And Dan Bongino has come at yours truly before on Twitter. So I have a special place in my heart for him because I just, I don't think he's very bright. Um, I think he's charisma and a lot of yelling and a lot of, what are you, stupid? That's kind of his energy. And he had a great quote that got plastered all over Twitter that's pretty, pretty priceless. Here you go. Listen, America, they're laughing at you. The left thinks this is hilarious. If you doubt me, just go to any of their goofy platforms, Twitter or elsewhere right now. They think this is hilarious. You know what's really hilarious? You going out tomorrow if you're not registered to vote and doing it. That's really hilarious. This is going to get really ugly if you don't vote in 2022. So I don't disagree with Dan Bongino. I think it was hilarious, and I think people probably had parties. In, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think people were probably like, oh, my God, finally. Because as much as they always, oh, he's so persecuted, he's so persecuted, to the other side, to people who do not like Trump, we just see a person who constantly breaks the law, does not follow the rule of law at all, doesn't care, openly flouts it, and gets away with it. And we're fed up. So this idea that you could just, if we, we don't want to upset the rest of the country, so we should just let him get away with this because, we, you know, we just don't want to upset them. Is like, well, 
the next one's gonna be worse. And the one after that's gonna be even worse. Like, no! We, George W. Bush, we just, you know, hey, he committed some war crimes. We gotta just, you know, we gotta just let that go. No! Uh, Nixon, I still think, should have been prosecuted. So all of this is just, no, we're fed up. This guy tried to overthrow the government. We're fed up. It's done. We cannot just sit back and go, we don't want to upset the rest of the country. They hate us anyway. It just, it, they make stuff up. It's never going to end. We have to stop this. Ha! Huh. So finally, Waters after that goes into another clip. He, he quotes, he's reading off a clip. So this is Waters reading the words of Donald J. Trump. There's more from the statement from the president. He says the political persecution of President Donald J. Trump has been going on for years with now the fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It is a political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was able to delete an acid watch 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. Now you can tell that Trump wrote that because he said Russia, Russia, Russia in it. The other issue I always, it just drives me crazy is when they talk about how Hillary used hammers or acid. She was told to do that. That was protocol. That's what they're supposed to do at the end to try to delete everything and make it completely unreadable. So that is standard protocol. She did not do anything illegal when she did that. So this is just a condensed edit quickly of the entire show. It's about a minute and a half. There's multiple voices on this. I can't stop it because it'll make it too crazy to stop it every 10 seconds, but you'll get a point of what was going on. Somebody like Hillary Clinton and Democrats who are- As Hillary Clinton played, paid off a bunch of foreign agents, her team literally to fabricate a story and not the freaking third world. When you have Hillary Clinton paying foreign agents to interfere with an election. You gotta have a way, not be a banana republic like this action is. He is clearly the front runner to seize the Republican nomination. Well, it's a breathtaking moment to have a raid like this on a former president and potentially the future opponent of the current president. Now, this is the same FBI as well who sat on Hunter Biden's laptop for a year because there's more evidence to implicate, I think, the Bidens than ever has been, uh, than actually nothing has been there for the Trumps. Everything they've accused that family of, the former first family of, it's, it seems like it's the Bidens that have done it. And Hunter Biden is having sex on tape while doing crack People lying under oath repeatedly. Hunter Biden doing crack on tape. And what happened? What happened with the laptop? Remember, they didn't even want the laptop at first. Then all of a sudden they got interested in the laptop when the Post was about to break the story. Not against the former president. Never against the former president. This has never happened before. And I'm pretty connected with this country and I can feel it in my blood. And I know how this country is going to feel tonight and how they're feeling right now. And this is unacceptable. Okay, there's so much with that clip. Um, the thing that was repeated, I just want to address very quickly before we move to the next show. The thing that was repeated over and over and over again was Hunter Biden was having sex with prostitutes and smoking crack on camera and nobody cares. Okay, I'll explain. Um, they actually kept saying like he should be prosecuted for having sex with prostitutes. Now, let me explain why that is completely stupid. It's illegal, yes, to have, to pay for sex in the United States in pretty much all states except for Nevada. Um, I think there might be a couple other exceptions. I, I'm not sure. 
But sure, yeah. But in order to prosecute any of those instances of him having sex with a, with a sex worker on camera, you would have to figure out the jurisdiction in which it happened, the date in which it would happen, and you'd probably have to find the sex worker. All right. No DA is going to do that. Nobody cares. This is an adult with another adult. It's consenting. For the most part, yes, it's illegal, but when those types of crimes are prose prosecuted, they go after the person running the escort service or they go after the person running a prostitution ring. They don't go after a client and they usually don't go after a prostitute for just one a one-off like that. It's just not worth it. Um, and the, and the penalty wouldn't even be that great. They go after the person who's running the whole thing, who's making the money, not off of a single person. And this is, gets even laugh, more laughable. It'd be very difficult to prosecute him for that because, and this is where our laws regarding sex work get really, really stupid. If you are a, uh, actress or an actor in a pornographic film, that's legal. <laughs> so since he filmed his endeavors with these women, he could easily say any lawyer with any like 10 bucks could argue, um, you know, like half a law degree, could argue, they wouldn't be able to do that. But I'm joking. But like a law student with a dream who hadn't even gone to law school yet could argue, well, he was filming a porn and this, you know, he paid this woman to be in a porn with him and he put it on Pornhub. And yeah, you normally need like documentation and stuff to kind of make sure everybody's safe on a porn set and all that. But it's just, la no one is going to prosecute him for having sex with prostitutes on camera. No one, no one, it's not gonna happen. Um, and the crack is like, again, you, jurisdiction, you'd have to figure out who the DA is. You'd have to go back in time, figure out the location. They're not gonna care about that either. Now, if he was proven to be part of a uh, ring of drug dealers, sure, yes, they will go after him, but they're not gonna go after him for use and they're not gonna go after him for, I just have to get that out because it was driving me crazy how they kept acting like, oh my God, he's committing crimes on camera. <sighs> I, just, I can't, it just hurts me. It hurt. Anyway, okay, next show, Tucker Carlson tonight. Also a host. I wanna also add that I added charts to every single show based on word usage and you can see them on the newsletter so tucker carlson tonight 8 p.m eastern standard time guest host will kane he opened his show with the same graphic that waters had just used of the quote of donald j trump these are dark times for our nation and then the first quote that i'm going to play for you is will kane himself he kept pushing this throughout his entire program i was a little disappointed that it was will kane because i would have died to see how Tucker Carlson reacted to this because T Tucker Carlson is not really Donald J. Trump's biggest cheerleader. Um, he's more of a DeSantis guy, but here we how go. How do you explain the, the devotion of resources to this, to what we're watching yeah. unfold today and tonight, and the total lack of a devotion of resources, and that really doesn't do it justice because the FBI didn't just decline to investigate Hunter Biden, they spun it as disinformation. So how do you explain that disparity? Now again, now given that quote, you'd think he was talking about Hunter Biden for the whole program. No, it was supposed to be about the raid at Mar-a-Lago, but Kane and others kept weaving in, but what about Hunter Biden? And what about Hillary Clinton the whole time? 
Now that's sort of the nerdy version of well, where Will Kane likes to sit. He's a lawyer by trade and he tends to have a very like analytical way of looking at things. Things get much, much darker when Steve Bannon calls in. And Steve Bannon was a advisor to President Trump. He just got convicted um, for basically denying uh, a subpoena by the January 6th committee. He's a very nefarious individual, very shady. He's aligned with hate groups. He went on this tour in Europe where he was promoting, blatantly were promoting white supremacy, in my opinion. Others would agree with me. So Steve Bannon is bad, bad news. And here's one quote from his longer, much longer appearance. The FBI right now is the Gestapo. The FBI is the Gestapo, whether it's out in Colorado, putting a gold star mother like Tina Peters in, in, in chains, Peter Navarro in chains. It's absolutely obscene. This is an obscenity. And we're going to have to fight fire with fire. The way to do it you is know, win election, win them overwhelmingly, and then use the appropriations process to choke down the FBI and choke down the Justice Department and get to the bottom of who approved this. This is, this is so outrageous. Now, there is some evidence that Steve Bannon may, may have helped, I don't know, allegedly may have helped coordinate some of the uh, hate groups that showed up at January 6th. I'm not sure what role he played, but there is a lot of evidence that points in the direction that he knew a lot more ahead of time than your average person, um, because he was talking about it his radio show and he was talking about it like way ahead of time. So very nefarious individual, very incredibly shady man. Um, yeah, yeah. And the way he talked about it there in that quote, it's pretty awful. The next clip is a condensed um, edit of the entire show again. Um, it was not as exciting as it would have been probably had Tucker hosted. That would have been a show and a half. But um, you'll, still, you'll still hear the same repeated themes that you just heard in Waters and that, again, get played again in Hannity and Ingram. Former President Donald Trump concluded his statement noting that Hillary Clinton, quote, was allowed to delete an acid wash 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. But Comparing this to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, but noting nothing has happened to hold her accountable. The assertion that the Hunter Biden scandals, well documented on video, were Russian disinformation, was handled by the Biden family, was handled by Biden, reported by Biden, and classified by Biden. It's not happening because, again, we heard him asked about the Hunter Biden investigation, too obvious to ignore. Where the FBI has become a Praetorian guard from Rome. And yep. instead of viewing the DOJ and the FBI as, as rule of law, I think we need to view them as the Praetorian Guard of the administrative state. We've crossed the Rubicon to some extent. We're Raiding the home of the former president, uh, potential future presidential candidate. By the next administration, this is something from banana republics, not the United States of America. Matt Whitaker, that's exactly what we've begun to hear. So yes, and I also included a chart for that show for the words used, and Hunter Biden was like crazy as well as Hillary. Um, January 6th, Russia, IRS. So the next one is Hannity at 9 p.m. And this is interesting because out of all of the Fox News hosts, Hannity probably has the closest relationship uh, with Donald J. Trump. He was called basically the secret um, chief of staff in some ways, like the unknown chief of staff who would talk to allegedly talked to Donald J. Trump on a daily basis, sometimes several times a day. Trump would call him for advice. So this 
this is interesting. And Hannity starts off pretty much echoing what the president, the former president just said. First, a dark day for our republic, the Department of Justice, the rule of law, what looks to be potentially a shocking overreach. We'll find out in due time that will have serious ramifications potentially for many, many years to come. Now, Biden's politically charged. We've already chronicled all this. DOJ is now being used as a weapon against Biden's top political rival. That's now by saying dark day for America. And then he said uh, the DOJ is being weaponized. He's pretty much almost uh, paraphrasing what Donald J. Trump had said in his like formal statement that he released to the press. The next quote is something that was repeated again and has been repeated ad nauseum all over social media since Monday. Has our Department of Justice been turned into a political weapon? And if they can do this to President Trump, what do you think they can do to the rest of us? Well, I'm sorry, I don't have classified documents and I didn't try to overthrow the government. So I am not worried about an FBI raid in my apartment. I was actually sort of raided. That's a whole other story. I wasn't actually raided, but um, I'll tell that story at another time. But I did have the NYPD Anti-Terrorism Task Force police officers in my apartment regarding the work I did on the Proud Boys. It's a long, crazy story. But anyway, so the next clip, yeah, I'm going to just leave you with that and walk away. That's what I'm doing because I want to get finished with this. The next uh, guest was Eric Trump, and this was a memorable quote. So I'll just play it for you know, they went after him. They went after all of us. There's no family in American history that has taken more arrows in the back than the Trump family. Okay, Eric. I mean, there were the Kennedys, uh, John F. Kennedy and his brother, were both assassinated while they were in office. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they would like a word, as would, I don't know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s family and a few others, several others. So, but okay, whatever. You're so persecuted. Here's the next clip. It's pretty unintentionally hilarious. They go after him. They subpoena him. I'm probably the most subpoenaed person in the history of the United States. He is the most subpoenaed man in the history of the United States. Just take a moment. Take, let that breathe it in. Just sit with that. Wow. You know, we all have our cross to bear, but his is heavier than most. He was born in a millionaire family. He was given a job by his father, and he works for the family company. <gasps> he sometimes has to go to court. I know. I know. We should start a GoFundMe. We should have a support group. I mean, that is just tough living. Okay, Eric Trump. He is kind of, well, I won't say it. I won't say it. He, he's now shorter than Barron. Barron has exceeded him in height, so now he doesn't even have that. He doesn't even have on the tallest Trump. He has um, Laura Trump, who's entertaining. Anyway, his kids are cute. I'll give him that. His kids are cute. They can't help who their dad is. Okay, now this next quote is from Newt Gingrich, and it's a completely different tone. Newt Gingrich being the highly conservative former Speaker of the House. The law doesn't matter. What matters is power. What matters is favoritism. What matters is whether your team is paying off the right people. And that Last would be question. a very sick and tragic end to the American dream. So he goes all the way to like the end of the American dream because this corrupt president who broke every rule, who just kept thumbing his nose at the legal system is finally facing consequences. And that equals 
the end of the American dream. Okay, now it gets worse. This next clip is from Clay Travis. He's like a radio host, conservative. He's another frequent guest on Hannity. He goes to a very dark place that is now since replicated all throughout the right-wing ecosystem, media ecosystem, I should say. Is oh, horribly so, because Why we know they... they will manufacture evidence. They've done it before. Why do we trust that what they say I they don't found trust in Mar-a-Lago, they actually found there? I don't either. So I think we know now how Fox is going to spin if they find any actual evidence of criminality on the part of Donald J. Trump. They'll just say it was made up, it was planted, it was fake. Great. Yippee. What bad could come from that? When the largest cable news network just makes stuff up. I'm sure that won't cause any problems or any unrest or drama. I'm being very sarcastic with that one. So I'm going to just play for you a very quick, condensed version of the entire show that I made uh, for the podcast, for of Hannity, that is. Hunter lies on a gun application. What happened to Hunter? Nothing. What if it was Don Jr.? What if it was Eric Trump? On tape, you have, uh, of course, Hunter Biden smoking crack and with hookers. And then now all of a sudden they realize that his son's in trouble and that he's in trouble and their political party's in trouble and that Donald Trump is poised if he wanted it. If he decided to hop back on that stage and wanted it, they know he's poised to win. Remember Hillary Clinton's house? It was never raided. How about the dirty, unverifiable Russian dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for? Hillary Clinton, her uh, home in Chappaqua was never raided, even though she maintained a private server there. You need a much higher standard, but you can't apply one standard to Hillary Clinton and another standard to Donald Trump. What happens in banana republics? That's what happens in third world countries. And this well, is I third mean, world we do have banana republic stuff. All right. This is banana republic antics. Having a home of the 45th president of the United States. We're entering a basically a Venezuelan, Zimbabwean, East German style banana republic in which the law doesn't matter. What matters is power. Wow. They say banana republic. I think it's an understatement because it really feels like we are there and beyond. To wield against its adversaries, question mark, banana republic. So, yeah, the term banana republic got repeated quite a bit, as did crossing the Rubicon and Patronian Guard, which kind of made me think that maybe some people got, there was some communication or somebody said that first because some of these references were really specific. <laughs> the Patronian Guard one was like, really? You all just spontaneously thought of that yourself? Um, Banana Republic was like laughably, you just constantly repeated over and over and over again. Um, which, okay, I mean, they... Again, you're on a news program and you're freely speaking your views and there's no one showing up at the door to arrest you. You still live in a free society, believe it or not. You go on Twitter and you scream at people. That's a free society. Um, the United States has probably the most liberal laws. And when I mean liberal, I mean far-reaching, expansive uh, regarding free speech and freedom of the press. Uh, that is the United States. No one else comes close to us. Canada, our closest neighbor to the north, has stricter laws regarding speech. They have laws that will get you in trouble for hate speech. If you say something that's considered hate speech, you can actually be arrested in Canada. Same with the UK. But the United States is a free-for-all. You can say just about anything, and it's considered free speech. The only exception is yelling fire in a crowded theater, or, and this is, I'm gonna, I've talked about this before, but you have to be like 
in a park, have a group of people listening to you as you speak, point to an individual and say, hi group, you group need to go kill that person. That is considered illegal. That is considered inciting violence. But it has to be that specific and it has to be immediate for it to be considered illegal. That's why someone like Gavin McGinnis, the founder of the Proud Boys, can say things like, we need more violence from the Trump people, and that's not illegal. So he could also say stuff like, let's go beat people up, we're going to go rogue, we're gonna go turn into terrorists. I'm paraphrasing some of the things he said, but that's legal. I learned this from from researching him and, and dealing with the FBI. So we're getting back to the FBI a little bit. Okay, so the last episode was the Ingram Angle. And this show had the longest amount of time to kind of prepare for this insanity. And you could tell because by the time she came on three hours later after it had been announced, she had a graphic, she had a theme, and she had a monologue. And that monologue was the revenge of the deep state. The deep state being a conspiracy theory about bureaucrats secretly pulling the strings for everything, and it's kind of goofy. But that was that's what she went with. Well, the search warrant served on Mar-a-Lago this morning had Donald Trump's name on it. But the real target of this investigation isn't Trump. The real target of this investigation is you. So yes, it's a repetition of a theme that was already pushed earlier that's now being like plastered all over social media and the media in general, especially the right-wing media about how somehow this corrupt, narcissistic, self-involved uh, you know, kind of egomaniac finally getting, facing consequences for his action is somehow a stab into the proverbial hearts of every American and freedom and liberty and whatever. Um, so kind of stupid, but that's what they were pushing. Um, then Laura Ingram took this into a dark path where she was arguing pretty much the main theme in her show was that the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a weakened form of Build Back Better, includes 87,000 new IRS agents. And of course, the right wing has been pushing the idea, promoting the idea that this is going to mean that we're all going to get audited. And they have been pushing a lot of misleading claims about the number of IRS agents compared to other government agencies. Now. It's a simple math. I love simple math, and I, anyone can do this. There's about 180 million Americans, adult Americans. It's like 330 Americans, but those 18 and up who file tax returns, it's a, let's just say 200 million, whatever. Then you include all of the businesses and non-for-profits that also have to file tax returns. So you can imagine that this is a staggering number of tax returns. So to compare IRS agents to border patrol agents is nonsensical. It just, there's no way. You're talking about a proportion that's not even close to each other. Secondly, and I talked about this in a previous podcast, David K. Johnston, who is a brilliant journalist, who's an expert on tax law. He's written several books, a couple on Trump that are very good. Um, but he wrote, he wrote one about uh, the IRS and how and taxes and how corporations get away without paying taxes and people like you or I pay a lot of taxes. And one of the ways they got away with this is back in like the 90s, the Republicans started slashing the IRS budget because it was popular with voters, but it had unintended consequences. 
and that agents were more likely to go against lower and middle income people rather than these big wigs because to fight a big wig who's cheating on their taxes takes an army of agents and to fight a little person who made a couple mistakes in a return is not nearly as much effort and so it had this unintended consequence and the other unintended consequence is that now you can't get refunds you can't get anybody on the phone it's a complete disaster there's a huge enormous backlog of tax returns in the irs and this is bad for the whole country and honestly your average american the return is not that complicated if you are a younger person with no children and you don't own property and you have a normal payroll job your tax return is easy form you're not going to get audited and secondly build back better was a huge bill that was basically ready to go as soon as Biden took office. And since then, since it didn't pass, it's been whittled down, it's been negotiated, it's been broken up, it's been picked apart by the, the House and by the Senate. So the fact that Ingram's promoting the idea that these IRS agents is like a recent addition to go with this Department of Justice situation with Donald J. Trump is laughable. Every representative and every senator has already been through this bill over and over and over again. So this was not just recently added, and this is nonsense. This is part of the bill. So, but it's not going to stop them from promoting the idea that now the IRS has been weaponized. The next move is auditing of Americans who disagree. So somehow the IRS is going to keep tabs of every single Republican voter, even though that's locally obtained information. And in some cases, you can't find it anyway because you don't know how you're registered. Okay, and they're going to somehow find all these people who happen to be self-employed or happen to have a complicated tax return because those are the tax returns that get audited. And they're going to specifically audit those people because they voted for... Shut up. Just shut up. Okay. Now, I'm just going to play a very quick, condensed version of the entire show from Ingram. Deep State's Revenge, that is the focus of... This is the Deep State's Revenge which is why the deep state usually has its way. We don't believe in the deep state anymore. We don't trust their titles. We're not impressed by their badges. The principal- I'm Laura Ingram. This is the Ingram Angle from what feels like a banana republic tonight. The this is about we, the American people, and the contempt that our leaders have for us. And it's time for us to take back Washington and put a stop to this type of banana republic Nonsense. In a banana republic, this is clearly third world regime security services stuff. Imagine what these people would have said if the Trump DOJ had executed a search warrant on Hillary Clinton's home. Oh, IRS Praetorian Guard or of a president who's probably going to run for president again. Russ, for what they call a fragile democracy, raiding one of the homes of the former president and likely future opponent of this administration, a former president, who just happens to be the likely GOP candidate in 2024 against the current president. So yeah, they kept pushing that really hard, too, across all of the shows. This idea that because Trump might run for president and he is presumed to be the front runner, even though no one else is running yet, and that's two years from now, that we can't investigate him. So basically, the best way to get away with a crime is just run for president. And then, you know, I mean, it's funny because they go with these polls that show he would beat Biden, but the same polls say that a lot of people don't want Trump to run again, including Republicans, because they're just tired of the crazy. Um, and they just, you know, he lost the Senate, he lost the House, he lost the presidency all at one. Uh, do you really want that again? 
Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am completely exhausted. I'm still, like, seriously behind this week because of all of this drama with Mar-a-Lago. Very exciting week. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, please check out my Patreon at Decoding Fox News. Patreon. Just Google it. You can find it. Um, I just, I'm trying to save up for some better software, um, and that's what it would be used for. But thank you so much for listening. I will see you, hear you in the next podcast. Thanks so much. <laughs>